Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, June 28th, and today we're reading in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action on page 76 at the top of the page. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Katie F., Martha Z., Nadia B., Anita L., Janice M. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, June 27th, is 8868. That is 8868. The OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that the people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Anita Bill to read the 12 steps, please. Go ahead, Anita. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside Philadelphia. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of of God as we understand him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Anita. I will now ask for Janice M. to read the 12 traditions, please. Go ahead, Janice. Well, thank you, Amy, and good morning, everyone. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, 
For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups of OA as a whole or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinions on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but... We ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This, does, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action on page 76, that very first paragraph. And I will ask Katie F. to get us started by reading. Thank you, Katie. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. If we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable? Can he now take them all, every one? If we still cling to something we will not let go, we ask God to help us be willing. When ready, we say something like this. 
my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. And um, I love this, the fact that it says, when ready, we say something like this. So to me, the uh, intention was um, for us to personalize this prayer, which I have done. Um, I say it basically the same, but I have written it out on a little card. And in the last few years, I've been abstinent um, and recovered for, for, for a long time. But that doesn't mean that I have um, risen above human and have never made a mistake and never had to revisit um, my uh, uh, list of character defects. Um, and in the last several years, um, particularly as we've been studying this so deeply on A Vision for You, I've had the opportunity to um, to study this and to see, you know, God just keeps revealing more and more to me what is, you know, not like attached to my skin like I think it is, part of my DNA that I can't change, but that things that, yes, they are objectionable. They are things that God wants to remove from me. And so I have taken this prayer um, and, t- and in the place where it says, um, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character, I have then written out exactly what those character defects are. And I'd love to say that, you know, once I just said it out loud once, then that was the end of that. But it's not. You know, my being a uh, judgmental person is part of a character or a personality trait. Does that mean that I have the right to be judgmental? I'm a judging person. I am a J in the whatever that's called. But that doesn't mean that I have the right to go around judging everyone and being a judgmental, you know, ugly person. So these, this gives me an, the opportunity on a daily basis on my knees to turn these things over. And what has happened is that they are click by click, they are getting better. And I stop myself before the vomit comes out of my mouth and I say something ugly to someone else about someone else or to someone like a child or a, my children are all um, over 18 now, you know, I can say some cutting things and say, well, you know, that's just my J. I'm just judging. And you know what? That doesn't cut it. That's not what we do in recovery. I have to reel it in. And God is the only one who can give me the strength and the uh, willingness to bridle my tongue. You know, that's what we learn in this um, recovery process. And the good news is I'm not bridling my tongue and biting it off and feeling like I'm just going to die if I don't get this out. It is getting easier and easier and easier. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, KDF. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and open it up to take volunteers to share. Just a friendly reminder that if you're not sharing, to keep your phone muted. Also, we are sharing on the second paragraph. Uh, the first was for context only. Who would like to share, please? Okay, so 
Melissa C. Kim J. Monica T. Okay, I'm having trouble. Uh, I got Reva P, Melissa C, Kim G, Monica, Nessa R, uh, Nessa R, Kim Kathy K, Kathy K, Bella G. Who was that? Bella G. Oh, Bella. Okay. Maureen M. Judia. All right, we're. Okay, we're going to go with that. Uh, so here's the lineup. Reva P, Melissa C, Kim G, Monica T, Nessa R, Kathy K, Bella G, and Maureen. What's your last initial, please? M as in Mary. M. All right, take it away, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P, Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um I am recently understanding this step more and more. Um, The only thing I want to highlight this morning is the word usefulness. Um, That when I ask God to take my defects and my good qualities and mold them and, you know, maximize or um, increase the ones that are serving me and um, either minimize or get rid of the ones that are not serving me and he figures the whole thing out... um, why am I doing this? Um, it's not to be a perfect person. It's not um, so that I can get what I want. It's to be of maximum usefulness because the primary purpose of doing the work and removing the blocks between myself and a power greater than myself is to mold me to become the person that God wants me to be. And the purpose of that is to do God's work, um, not to achieve the Riva plan. Um, and it's just great to have that reminder that I'm here to do his bidding or his work and the humility of it to acknowledge this is what I do. Um, these are the behaviors I manifest when I run the show. Um, and this is what I do with food. This is how I behave. And I cannot make myself different. I cannot have a personality change or a psychic change um, on my own. I need a power greater than myself. And by this time, um, you know, when I say this prayer, I love the amen at the end because it means done, declaration. This is sort of more of a completion um, where I've looked at the defects, um, asked God to take them, and then act as if until they're removed. Um, with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva. Melissa C., please go ahead. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overshare in New York. And, um, gosh, you know, yeah, what stands out to me is um, the stuff that's, that's, um, used, that's not useful. You know, it's not just what's not useful to me and me getting what I want, but what's not useful really to other people because this whole program is about becoming other-centered rather than self-centered. And, you know, yesterday I had like 
I'm always given a perfect opportunity to practice this stuff in my life. Um, you know, yesterday I'm in the process of getting a car, and the car dealership called me with with a, a glitch, a problem, and I didn't want to handle it. I was sitting in a meeting with other women, and I told the dealer in a very like girlish way, "Oh, call my husband with it." And I realized uh, there is a defect of mine glaring. I want to be taken care of. I want to be almost childlike or feminine, whatever it is. And it was my ego. And then I didn't like the way my husband handled it. And so I acted out like mentality. And um, this is useless. You know, and it's not I need to change my behavior so that I get what I want, ultimately the car. Um, but it's that I'm that I well, you know, here's this husband that I love, this man I love, and um, I'm trying to demonstrate a, a new way of living, you know, in our life and our marriage. And so I realized this morning I needed to make amends to him. I needed to clean it up. Um, the tell him I was wrong for trying to push it off on him. You know, and it all it all gets worked out. Um, it's not about me getting what I want. It's not about me getting the car. And it's not about me getting to look maybe more girl-like um, in front of my, my coworkers, whatever that means. Um, but then I need to be useful. I need to stand on my own two feet. Um, I need to be strong when it's needed um, because I'm demonstrating, you know, God's love in my life. And certainly that should be capable enough to handle the glitch of the car dealer. I mean, how awesome is the power of God if it can put away my obsession for food? It could certainly grow me up in handling things I don't want to handle. And um, thank you for that all Thank you, Melissa C. Kim G., you are up. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Am I now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad? I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. You know, I always thought step seven was I had to give up my whole personality. You know, and this is why it's so essential that if you guys are in step one, just think of this as a show-and-tell operation because we cannot do steps six and seven if we haven't done steps one through five. And why is that? You know, because... I can't tell the good from the bad. You know, what I thought step six and seven was, was, well, I'm not going to practice being a good girl. I'm going to decide, use my own self-will to try to get myself to be a good person again. You know, and that's not what this is saying. You know, I just, I, I'm not supposed to be deciding how I act. I've stopped being the director in step three. So I'm asking God in. God's going to decide what's good and bad. God's going to only remove from me what's not useful. Because God will use my defects. You know, I have found for myself, when I really surrender to this process, my stubbornness, God will use his per- perseverance. You know, that I often wish I could soften the way I carry this message, that I know I can be very professorial and very no-nonsense, but God uses that for people who need the message carried that way. So I, I'm not in, job, in, in charge of changing any of this. You know, and like KDF said, it says we say something like this, you know, I was I'm in a group where we get together once a month, and I was asked um, a couple months ago to rewrite the third step for myself, and I did, and I came in, and everyone said, well, you know, Kim, it's beautiful, but it sounds like you wrote it to impress us. 
need to personalize that more. So this month I was asked, Kim, I want you to rewrite the seven step. And I can get really wordy. There's 56 words in step six and seven. And I thought to myself, what does this mean to me? What does step, step six and seven really mean in my recovery? And I want to share with you, what is my seven step prayer? My seven step prayer is simply, use me. And that's it. I'm not the director. I'm not going to decide what it is. I'm just asking God to use me on a daily basis. I am out of the game of deciding what's good and bad, deciding how Kim should act. If I align myself in that simple prayer of use me, I will be useful not only to God and the people around me, but I will find I am able to be happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. I don't know. That asks. Thank you, Kim. Monica, you are up. Please go ahead. Good Good morning, Amy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. I am a recovered compulsive overeater here in Florida. Here we are at step seven, and this is our seventh step prayer. And, and the principle for step seven is humility, being humble, or being aware of one's shortcomings. So, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. You know, this was something um, here at this point now. I'm now at a, I'm getting a better, I'm getting, you know, I've got more of a relationship here with my creator than I did way back in steps one, two, and three, you know, it's growing, more has been shown to me. I like, and then I wanted to go to the last sentence, grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. And somebody is not muted and there's lots of background noise. I was just going to say that I hear someone talking, a small (laughs) child in the background. Sorry, Monica. Hopefully they will mute their phones now. Thank you. The very last sentence, grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. And I was told with this amen, which means declaration of affirmation, or so be it, that I had signed a contract with God here. And this is a mutually agreeable contract. It's good for both of us. It's good for me in that I'm asking God for the power that I need to do the things that I can't do on my own. And it's and the other way around, I'm going to go out and do his bidding. And I just love that. A mutual agreement, a nice contract here. So I'm asking him for his help today. I say this prayer on my knees every morning. God help me, what would you have me be? And it's a done deal. I've asked for the strength to do you know, that I need, and it's a done deal. Um, and so way back in, the, at the, in when, when step three, I was, it was pointed out to me that there was no amen at the end of step three, but the amen would come at the end of step seven here, and here it is. And that the process between three and seven was to help me get in touch with God, and everything was done under prayer. And here now I am signing a contract to go out and do his will. What would you have me be today? And, you know, how comforting. He he takes me the way I am, the good of Monica and the bad of Monica. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica. Nessa R., please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto, Canada. Uh, remove 
show me every single character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Um, uh, we're asking God to remove um, our character defects because I cannot remove them. My selfishness, my self-will all stand in my way of being useful. They block me from God and from being of maximum service. Uh, but self-will will not get rid of self-will. So I ask God, please do this for me because I cannot do it for myself. You know, I, I, I shared yesterday that uh, God, uh, Joe and Charlie say we still have to act as if we are the opposite. Um, and it's not a contradiction um, to this because even though I'm acting as if I'm not selfish, even though I'm acting as if I'm already all those things that God would have me be, um, it is still my natural inclination to be selfish, to be self-centered, to be dishonest, and all those things. Only God can take those away. And it says here, um, every single defect. So I don't get to choose what goes and what stays. That is God's business. It's not mine. And then finally, it says, stands in my way of my usefulness. It says across the page on page um, 77, a real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. This is the purpose of every single thing we are doing here in every single one of these steps. You know, the reason we want to be unblocked from God, we need to be unblocked from God, is so that we can be open to God's will. And there's only one purpose to being open to God's will, and it is to be of service, to be of service to others. It is in being of service to others, to God and to others, that I actually have found the so elusive happiness that I was seeking while I was trampling on everybody else, bulldozing my way, controlling and scheming in order to get what I wanted. I was looking for that happiness. But it's in being of this maximum service to God and to the people about me that I have found it. Um, and uh, it starts here. Um, in step seven. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. I'm still hearing some background. So if you all could please remember to mute your phone. Uh, Kathy K., you are up. Uh, good morning. This is Kathy K., a recovery compulsive overeater. Thank you, Amy, for your service. Um you know, it took me a while uh, to really understand what I was being asked to do in steps six and seven. I would say for uh, months after I first got to this step, I would repeat this prayer um, and think I was done. And I finally was instructed that actually steps six and seven require action beyond just stating the prayer. And the action involves um, not only identifying the character defect and asking God to remove it, but also taking the time to consider what would my behavior be if God removes this defect? And then to practice that behavior. Um, so it's really about, someone mentioned it before, acting as if. 
So when I identified, for example, um, my low self-esteem, which is something that uh, is gradually being lifted, um, what that required me to do today was to identify how would I behave if I no longer wrestled with poor self-esteem, and then to practice that opposite behavior. And if I continue to do that, every time a character defect manifests, not only in prayer ask God to remove it, but to also practice what I receive as the guidance for the opposite of the defect, over time I will develop new habits of behavior. So this for me um, has become a much more action-oriented step than I realized when I first read these two paragraphs. The other thing I want to say is that some character defects in my experience have been removed more quickly than others. And this is where I have to remember that the work of steps six and seven, just like all the other steps, happens in God's time and not mine. So there are certain character defects that continue to persist, and they're very familiar to me, and um, I can sometimes get impatient or frustrated that I still... uh, fall into them, and then I'm reminded that I just need to continue my partnership with God and to the best of my ability ask him to remove the character defects and practice the opposite, and with that I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Bella G., please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Amy, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. Wow. You know, before the program, I didn't trust myself. I didn't believe in myself. I knew that I am bad. I am doing only bad things. I... I I don't have the the willing the power you know I whatever I I do I I don't have a successful and you know I didn't trust you either I didn't believe in you you know I didn't my life was a war I was jealous you know I didn't want to to listen to other people because you know what you are better than me Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. And in this point, after doing steps one till six, I got to know who I am. And, yes, you know, I built a a connection with my creator. Yes, and God doesn't do bad things. You know, all Everything that God creates is good, and I am part of this creation. I didn't create myself. God created me, and God put me in this world. So, yes, I have good things, 
and bad things, and my good things are not because of me. You know, the good things that I have, my talents that I have, it's not because of me. It's because God gave them to me. And for what? Not to serve my ego, to serve, you know, to do, to give over God's message and not my message. Yes, today I know and accept that I am human. I have bad things. I have my character defects, and I have my good things. My good things to work on my character defects. And today, yes, I know that my goal is to do God's service. I am a messenger only. And yes, today I learned to accept you as well. As, as me, the same as me, you too, you have your good part and your bad part. And today, thank you, God, I have the opportunity to give and to get. Today my life is not a war. Today my life is a peaceful because I am not directed by my ego. Today I know I am, I am connected to an acceptance loving power. And yes, today my goal is to give over the message that God wants me to give over. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Maureen M., please go ahead. Yes, good morning. My name is Maureen M., recovering compulsive overeater. Hi, everyone. Um, <clears throat> when ready, we say something like this. You know, the beginning of that paragraph, when ready, um, readiness is for me, that that's step six. I am not prepared, really, to pray uh, in step seven and, and, and do what's being asked of me until I've become ready. And, you know, earlier in the big book it says we are not saints, but we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. Now, if I, if I waited until I was perfectly ready it doesn't say perfectly ready it says entirely ready and you know oh boy it's such a humbling experience for me it's just you know god keeps mirroring to me the things that are useful about me so that i can do his will and the things that are not useful and it's so humbling and step seven for me is where i where i'm ready I'm ready to own up, to be willing, to be honest and open and have God help me do these things. Set me aside. Show me what I need to do. Help me be willing. I mean, the willingness is just incredible. I, I, sometimes I'm so resistant. I just, this disease is so strong you know, for me to to say, well, you know, so-and-so is not going to... I mean, it just never, it never ends. And I don't want to eat. I don't want to overeat, and I don't want to die. So I better get on my knees, and I better ask God to make me willing, to help me set myself aside so I can become ready and willing to do his will, not my will. Every single defective character which stands in the way, 
that's big. And I used to say, oh, six and seven, these are huge steps for me. And I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Maureen M. Okay, so we're going to open it up for a few more shares on this paragraph. Who would like to share? Janice Rachel W. Carol Judy. Judy. I think Janice I heard. B. Janice D. Anna H. Judy. Janice Rachel B. W. Judy Rachel. Um, Leah M. Leah M. I think I heard Carol in there. Is that right? Yes, Amy. Yeah. Carol. Okay, so I've got Janice. D, Carol, Janet H, uh, Judy, what was your last initial? F. Judy F. Francis T. Leah M and Francis G. Let's go with that. Okay, so here's the lineup. Janice D, Carol, what's your last initial? I forgot, please. G. Well, that's it, Carol G. Thank you. So Janice D, Carol G, Janet H, Judy F, Leah M, and Francis G. Okay, go ahead, Janice. Thank you. This is Janice B, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Vermont. Grateful to be here and willing to um, share. So um, the the seven-step prayer um, It says, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. And that word willing is is what I wanted to share about. And um, willing, willing, you know, I've I've always been ruled by my feelings that um, if I didn't feel like doing something, then I, I didn't do it. And um, so, and and what I'm beginning to see and take action on is that willingness, as as I see it in the the twelve steps here, is not about how I feel. It's about um, it's about taking an action, even though I don't want to. You know, even though it's really uncomfortable, and um, and and I'm full of fear, but um, I know that in order to change and transform and um, and be the person that my Creator created me to be. Um, I need to um, to take the actions. So, willing is a um, is a is a is an act of the will. You know, I have made a decision. I've made that decision back in step step three to turn my will and my life over to the care of God. The care. Of God, you know, I and and I trust, and trust is an action, and so willingness is taking the action, and um, 
my feelings always got me into trouble. My feelings uh, ruled me. They kept me separated and isolated and um, and not not having the love and connection that I yearned for. And um, and so uh, I I have to practice um, the opposite of of um, what I've always done. And um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Amy, we don't hear you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Carol G., please share. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Good morning. Vision for you. It's Carol G., uh, Living a Recovered Life. This is wonderful, isn't it? I, I love coming to Vision for you. I hear such rich tapestry of uh, of strength and hope. It's wonderful. I'm Carol, and I'm living a recovered life because of this work. And I think for me, step seven is about my attitude change. Um my attitude changed towards God and the fellows around me because very soon, if we look at the big picture, I'm going to be making restitution and this prayer is paramount. It's going to provide me with the power to knock on doors and make amends for all my conduct. And I have a right relationship with this power. And sometimes um, I don't have the courage. And sometimes I'm a hesitant servant. And sometimes I'm an amazing servant and God works straight through me, but I have to always come back to these prayers to make sure that uh, my connection is always there with my higher power, particularly in this part of the work. Um, I mean, in step three, I was so self-obsessed. And in four and five and six, I'm now seeing the freedom from that self and that bondage. So for me, I tend not to think too much about my defects. It's it's about, am I now willing to live a God-centered life? Am I now willing to do what my higher power would would have me do? And and am I willing to, as they say in this paragraph, go out from here to do God's bidding? Or am I still running the show? Because when I say that confirmation prayer, step seven, I do it in earnest. And I do it with gentleness because I'm going to be approaching people from the past that might still be smarting from something that I've done. And I need God to go first. I need God to go with me. I don't, I'm no longer going to be clanking around in my suit of armor, causing harms. I want the ripple effect now to be of love and peace and joy and so that we can all move forward in great relationships. So for me, when I go out from here, from this point in the work, I need to make sure that I've decided I am really, really in agreement that I'm willing to hand these things over because if I was a, if I was stealing while I was in the earlier steps, then I was a sick woman. But if I'm still stealing at this point, I'm a thief, and I have to own that now. So there's such a lot of things going on all at once, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, and so is everybody else on this call. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Carol G. Janet H. You are up. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I think um, this is Anna H., and I think that you might have heard Janice and then me say Anna H. at the same time. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, Well, Anna, 
if there's another, if there is a Janet H, speak up so that I make sure I don't speak over you. Um, no, I think I probably misheard, Anna. You go ahead, okay, if okay. you would like. Um, good morning. I'm Anna H, and I'm in North Carolina, recommitted and living recovered today. Um, I just, I'm in the early steps, and so I'm really grateful to um, to listen this morning and to hear about step six and seven. I'm coming back and um, really just green and grateful again. And I just really, really quickly wanted to pop in and say um, what I'm hearing for the first time in my journey today through the shares and through the reading um, very loudly and clearly, I guess through my higher power too, is this step is telling me um, that when when I ask God to use me, it's not that I've used my will to get myself perfect enough for God. It's not that. I somehow used to feel that way. I didn't outwardly think it. Just hearing it today, it's such a blessing because that I realize it's not that I was, you know, it's not that I wait until I'm perfect. It's not that I shine myself up and be the best girl that I can be and say, okay, God, now I'm ready. Now that I, you know, arrogantly enough, now that I deem myself perfect enough for you to use me, then I'm going to ask. It's that I take the process of following these steps and get to the point of being willing to surrender my whole self imperfectly as I may be to God's will. And with that, I'll pass. And I'm just really grateful to hear this reading this morning and to hear everyone on the line. So thank you. Thank you, Anna. Judy F., you're welcome thank, to hear. Thank you, Amy, for your service. This is Judy F., recovered in Massachusetts, compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I love this step because it's more about letting go. It's um, I was such a performance, you know, fix-it person, just... I went to therapy to try to fix myself. I went to diets, you know, to try to get the perfect diet plan or food plan. Or, And this is really about, you know, letting go, letting God, coming to God. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. It's about it getting connected to others and to God, whereas before... I came to this program in recovery. It was all about me. And it's, um, you know, the power of prayer, you know, pray first and then row. Um, and this is, um, it's not about me fixing myself because that's more ego. This is about letting God and letting God do the work that only God can do. Uh, what was helpful, there was one defect that, um, it says every single defect. So I have to, you know, half measures avail me nothing. I have to offer every single defect to God. And one of mine was um, gossip at work because, um, and what helped me was writing out um, how, what were the negative consequences of it. And even more importantly, what, did, what was my thinking telling me that was the payoff that I was getting from it? That um, And I saw that it was all lies. It was all lies that it was bringing me closer to people, that I was connecting people through it. 
it was separating me. And it was really good to see on paper the lies that um, and the negative consequences, and then um, writing about what it would look like to do the opposite, to be closed-mouthed, to turn around and go back into my office, to um, just talk positively, um, to walk away, to not start things. And then, again, a prayer. God, I pray just to be how you want me to be. It's all about God now, not about Judy. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Leah M., you are up. Thank you so much, Amy. You know, when I look at this prayer, um, and obviously as it's been stated, you know, we can reword it to our needs or liking, um, but it just reminds me, you know, of the whole process and how humbling it is, you know, how humbling it is. You know, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, uh, good and bad, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Very humbling. Um, it's part of the alignment process. You know, I look at step six and seven as simply way stations um, in these steps. You know, they're moments in time. I mean, very important moments in time, certainly. Um, it's right after step five where, you know, we're doing some reflection of where we've come, what destruction I've created, uh, you know, how I've torn <laughs> relationships um, apart, um, you know, stepped on toes, um, you know, the removal of these character defects are going to come only when I continue the action, you know, in step nine, uh, you know, but as long as I place self-reliance first, the genuine reliance on God that I need, that I so desperately need, is out of the question. So when I read this prayer, it just reminds me, I don't know, my it just relaxes my whole body. It's like falling into the arms of someone I trust. I've caused this destruction. There's been madness and mayhem because of the unmanageability of my life, the compulsive overeating and all that has been, uh, you know, all the consequences that has occurred because of that life of being separated um, from you, God. Uh, please take all of me. And certainly I can't humbly ask him to help me out and tell him at the same time what exactly my needs and wishes and are. You know, God is going to do for me what I cannot do for myself because my life was based on the ideas that I produced in my mind. My life was controlled by my personal desires, wishes, and specifications, and I always bowed to the demands of my disease. My disease always made decisions for me. So now I'm falling into the arms of God, you know, to say, you know, please help me. I need to be saved. Because at this stage, I'm under heavy pressure and coercion because I'm obliged to choose between the pains of trying to align myself with God in this process and the certain penalties of failing to do so. Because I always escaped into the cellophane bag and the bakery box. That was my one solution. Now, now I'm going to have another solution, a single solution, and that's going to be a relationship with God. And these steps, step six and seven, are, to me, the way stations uh, to that safe harbor. 
And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Leah. Francis G., go ahead. Hi, this is Francis G. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Amy, for your service. Thank you, everyone who shares openly and quietly. I went for a walk this morning at about 5.15 a.m., only because I need to walk. And it's really amazing that this is part of my prayer routine in the morning. And um, I got to the seven-step prayer, and you know, I thought to myself, my creator, I'm now willing. Oh, wow. You know, many times I've had to say out loud to myself and to God, I'm not really willing. I'm really not willing. I'm telling you I'm willing, but I'm really not willing. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, and this is this one person's opinion, for me, God has a sense of humor. He allows me to keep some of my defects of character to remind me of who I am and how I behave. You know, every so often he'll give me that little tap, whisper, and then sometimes a shove and say, okay, you know, you're a 12-step recovery person. And because you are, you know, you don't behave that way anymore. So, yes, there is a lot of work to do um, in more areas than one. And, yes, we do need to have the willingness And I must honestly say that recently my sponsor mentioned the word surrender. And I said to her, surrender always made me cringe, you know. But I'm willing. I'm always willing. And you know what? I never, ever give up. So I say that to everyone. If if at first we don't succeed, we just keep trying. So you know what? It's a program of action, as has been stated. And it's a program of willingness. And I think we all have the willingness. Sometimes it's harder to um, begin it, you know, to begin to take that action than other times. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Francis. We have time for just a quick share. We had a lot of people who were interested in this paragraph, so thank you, everyone who shared. So we've got about a quick minute, so I'm going to actually chime in here for a minute. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. It talks about it in Step 6 that the stress is on willingness and on Step 7 that it's on humility. And that if I'm willing and humble, God will remove these defects of character. But this is through the process of working these 12 steps. I agree with Leah. It is a way station where we reconnect with God. We check our spiritual compass to see where it is that we need to be because now we're going to move on to more action. We even talked about that in the next paragraph in steps 8 and 9 and going to make those amends. And the realization for me and how hum, why it's so stressed, because what is step seven? Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. I truly believe that word humbly there is there specifically for the purposes, is by the time we get to step seven is the realization that I need a higher power so desperately to not only stop compulsive overeating, but to stop to change, to change, to not be the same person. Anymore. Remember, we need a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery. The realization of who I was and my attitudes and my actions and my behaviors were all centered around my disease, and now I needed to learn how to be a God-centered instead of a self-centered and disease-centered person. 
I didn't know how to do that, but I was becoming aware. I was starting to look the world in the eye and understand who I am, perfectly imperfect, no better, no worse, but sick and trying to get well. And now I understand who and what I am, or at least I'm beginning that process, and I'm going to continue to move forward. And in humility, because I can no more, the realization was I can no more remove my character defects than I could stop putting my binge foods in my mouth. And that I needed help. A sick mind can't heal a sick mind. I could not heal myself. I couldn't heal myself of my compulsive overeating, and I certainly can't heal myself from my character defects. I need a power greater than myself to restore me to sanity. And I got to take a look at those defects, and then I got to move on to more action because faith without works is dead. I can make this declaration in step seven, but if I don't have the work to go along with it, it is no declaration at all. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, everyone who has shared, and thank you for Martha Z and Nadia being on tap here. Um, I'd like to thank, oh, I'd like to ask any of you all to please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading of the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Uh, Martha Z, if you would go ahead and read that, that would be great. Good morning, my friends in recovery. This is Martha Z. I'm a um, compulsive overeater recovered by the grace of God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.